This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning. Professor Wad Scott here in the Warthog Manly. I emphasize manly. Man cave. Is that redundant? Manly man cave. Never thought of that before. And I've got my Mr. Right cup. Of course, the wife has one that says, Mrs. Always Right. And he got a caliber coffee. Caliber coffee. Good morning, plantation mark. Hey, 25 degrees where he is. There he goes. That's what you get for living out in the country. And uh, we are in the Mellon Law Studio, of course. Mellon Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators. And we're protected 24-7, 365 by crime prevention and sponsored by on-the-spot cleaners, uh, Lacasio All-State, uh, All-Service in, uh, Insurance, R&R Construction. Uh, did I say on-the-spot cleaners? Yes. And I mean, I'm going to forget somebody. But uh, anyway, shoot GTR, et cetera, et cetera. You'll see them. And... Uh, Try as I might right now to get away from, although I don't really want to, jock stories. We've got the Super Bowl coming up. And it just, I was talking to production a moment ago before we came live. All the air gets sucked out of the room when Super Bowl time comes. Everybody's head turns to that. And uh, as you know, I think it's Super Bowl 58. I remember very clearly the very first one. I've told those stories about that. And I looked at number 58. Of course, they write it, they write it in Roman numerals. Isn't that interesting? How you want something to really be distinguished, you write it in Roman numerals. I looked at that. I don't see that many like that. I had to look that up. Ask the resource people um, what that means. You know, well, I mean, it was. You'd think I'd carry that to the top of my head. Well, I don't. It's 58, I think. So, furthermore, not only is it Super Bowl 58, but it's got some uh, interesting first time only kind of forces impacting it. I guess I'll say forces. Don't know exactly how else to say it. Um, Because it's always been here. And that's betting. Betting has, I mean, you come on. We were joking around with it, uh, talking about it uh, off camera the other day with some guys um, 
Some people just bet on everything. And um, so it's always been betting. When I came here to the University of Florida, there was a big scandal that had just happened. Uh, the mob, uh, it's a story I always heard, had come to Florida and tried to influence one of the Gator football players um, to throw the game. And he ratted them out and uh, told on them, and they caught him. Well, that was a scuttlebutt. That was really, that was a mess. What'd you say? Betting on Florida football? And I can tell you the name of the guy. They approached. It's all pretty well known around here. If you're old enough, you remember it. So betting's always been there. And we all know the story of the hapless Pete Rose. They tell me you'll never get in the uh, Hall of Fame. Bet on his own game. He was coaching. Now, that, that's cutting it pretty close. But, you know, he probably had run out of thrills. It was down to this one. And what could be more thrilling than taking a chance on getting caught betting on a game? He had ample, ample um, opportunity to influence the outcome. We think about it that way. Well, I found this in the Daily Caller. And I would never have thought of this. I mean, you know, you know, I like to think I've thought of everything. But, you know, of course I haven't. But I would never have thought of this. What are the chances? And you can bet on this. What are the chances? And Travis Kelsey, and I was thinking about Travis Kelsey. I didn't know who the guy was. Six weeks ago. I mean, he's another tight end. I have great respect for tight ends. That's a tough position. Rob Gronkowski. And the unmentionable young man, the troubled young man, who has had his name taken out of the minds of everybody here, was a great tight end. Tight ends should be used a lot more, in my humble estimation, in the game. I didn't know who Kelsey was. I mean, I didn't pay much attention. The the the, the, the stars, the quarterback, uh, some of the linemen, as you know, I watch. Um, but all of a sudden, because of the Taylor Swift thing, now we've got Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, in the news every day. And I, I got to tell you, I think it's I think it's great for both activities, and it's great for the NFL, and it's great for songs that make young girls scream. There is, of course, already a collection of data from the data boys to try to identify in hard coin, if you will, um, what this translates into. And as near as people can figure, Taylor Swift's, I should say this, persona, identity, um, being associated with 
Travis Kelsey has made the NFL an extra $330 million because people from Taylor Swift's world, if you will, the world of songs that make young girls scream, who wouldn't otherwise care about football, I'm sure, at least not this way, are buying the heck out of NFL stuff. And no doubt, most of it is Kansas City stuff. Doesn't matter, goes in an NFL coffer. $330 million. Now, the last figures I saw are the worth, I think it's 28 teams, I, I forgot now, um, of, the, of all the teams in NFL, total worth about $160 billion. $160 billion. Huh? And you can go out and consult Dr. Google, and you can see what each one of them <clears throat> is worth. Some are worth more than others. The most valuable <clears throat> NFL team, Dallas Cowboys. <clears throat> the wealthiest NFL football team owner, Jerry Jones. <clears throat> and it goes all the way down <clears throat> to a uh, you know, teams are not as valuable, the cities aren't as valuable, et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> but Kansas City Chiefs are family owned, family, have <clears throat> been around for a long time. So they've got a lot of status and clout already. Add Travis Kelsey to it. Add Taylor Swift to it, and you get something that the Daily Caller has asked Canada if they're interested in. You know, Canada is not in NFL. Canada, Canada has its own football league. Field wider, rules are a little different. The standards is not a, are not as high. Well, this year, they're going to have a new prop bet. And a prop bet uh, is the opening coin toss result. You put a prop bet on anything. The opening coin toss result, the winning team's Gatorade color, the amount of time it takes to get through the national anthem. There's loads of what are called prop bets. And uh, the prop bet works like this. When the odds first open, you say yes or you say no. Those are your choices. Well, this year, on prop bet, this year there is a prop bet. That's never been bet on before. It lets you bet on this year's prop bet. It lets you bet on whether or not 
you think Kansas City Chiefs tied in, tough guy position, Travis Kelsey, you ready for this? Will propose to his pop star, superstar girlfriend. Huh? Around the time, during, before, whatever. Of the Super Bowl. Now, when the odds first opened on this, a, a yes, if you think yes, and you bet yes, a $140 a wager will win you $190. If you bet no, a $170 bet will win you $100. These odds are constantly changing. Constantly changing. And what to do? Oh, it just gives you one more way to get involved. And there's tons of value. You can actually, you know, put out quite a number of prop bets <clears throat> and make quite a return if you're right. Now, I did some thinking about that. There's one thing that could really, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> make this thing a little difficult. Biden, or at least the press has put it out. Biden is going to make overtures to not Travis Kelsey, but to Taylor Swift to endorse his presidency. <clears throat> really? I think about 50 different ways that could go wrong. Not for Biden. <clears throat> Let me speculate. And I haven't seen that as a prop bet, by the way, yet. Travis Kelsey, manly man, <clears throat> from a blue-collar Midwest town, on a blue-collar, rough-and-tough football team, <clears throat> playing a blue-collar, rough-tough position, as a girlfriend, That so far, the mutual involvement of the two has helped each. <clears throat> he's helped her career, and that he's broadened her audience, and she's helped his, and that she's broadened his. <clears throat> Would you bet? I don't answer this. <clears throat> Would you bet that if 
This I'm not even putting the marriage thing in there. And I'm not even sure it happens to have to be during the Super Bowl. Taylor Swift endorses Biden. Travis Kelsey's going to have to dump her. He's going to have to. He's going to have to. He is sullied the purity of his codified misbehavior, if you will, which is football, by associating it with a political practitioner. Ain't going to work. Ain't going to work. So I see that as a prop bet. But who's to say? We find out how tough he was then. If she came to him and said, it's me and Joe Biden and you, or it's me and Joe Biden, without you. I have a tough time seeing that happen. But who's to say? Who's to say? Taylor Swift generating more than $331 million, as we said, in brand value for the NFL. How's that work? Apex president, a guy named Eric Smallwood, did the calculations. The data is measured, the impact of print, digital, radio, social media, and television highlights involving SWIFT. When did she attend her first game, by the way? September 24. Through the regular season, she attended 12 of the Chiefs' 18 games. With her first game being the Chiefs' victory over the Chicago Bears. And it was played at Arrowhead Stadium. She also attended the team's wild card playoff against the Dolphins, a game that perhaps not coincidentally set, think of this, the U.S. live streaming record for a sporting event with 23 million viewers. The Kelsey Brothers, Kelsey Brothers, by the way, have a podcast called New Heights, which is immensely popular and has 135 countries following it. So the Kelsey 
Swift. Live streaming, all that business. Kelsey enjoyed a 400% increase. Think of this. Because of her. A 400% increase in the sale of his gear. And she, the latest wrinkle, is going to have to make a long trip on a private jet, hers, from Japan the moment her concert there is over to get back in time for the Super Bowl. is located on top of this theme of betting or not betting or props or this, that, one, or the other. In the epicenter of voting, of, of, of uh, gambling, Las Vegas. The NFL has moved teams to Las Vegas and the NFL is having the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. It's a genius move. So my prediction is get out of the way when people start betting. They're already betting. So how much value does the car dealers say has the Super Bowl been to Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift to the Super Bowl in the middle of America, in the middle of the center in America for Betty. Now, what are you going to do if you're a little kid? You're down here, all the way down into maybe Pop Warner, I don't know, waiting for the NFL, NIL guy to come tap you on the shoulder. There's talk of going all the way. That young, pretty young, with NIL influence. As Ken Hillier said, Snoop Dogg has endorsed Trump. Kaepernick got run out for doing the disrespect for the country. I don't think that's going to fly. I don't think the NFL is going to let that happen. Now, there's one other wrinkle of this. 
San Francisco 49ers. Article in the Wall Street Journal. That's pretty typical of a lot of problems that teams have with the cities in which they're located. The teams don't pay their way. The teams want a partnership, though, with the public. And they go to the public and they say, if you put up the money in the land, we'll put up the team and you'll get the money back over time and economic influence. A classic example of this is San Francisco, where the city officials and the 49ers have a decade-long battle running over everything associated with this. Rent, taxes, shared profits, cost of police. Politics. The team has gotten involved with the mayoral races, supported the current mayor, Gilmore, financially. Now she got to turn around on behalf of the people, say, You guys got to start paying your fair share. And she really doesn't have any leverage to make them do it. It's called public-private partnership. Public-private partnership. When I was a city manager of Archer, I even looked into it, public-private partnership, to see if there was a private firm that would like to run Archer's recreation program. Because Archer couldn't afford it. So there's a bitter, I contrast this with Lamar Hunt and Arrowhead Stadium and all, Travis, Kelsey, Taylor Swift, I contrast this with San Francisco, a city not getting along with its host. And the question is, what is the future? Same thing happened in Oakland across the bay. The Oakland Raiders moved out. Last year, the 49ers won a $180 million property tax cut from the county. That won't work forever. It's basically the argument here with the University of Florida. That's a public-private partnership, you know. The public underwrites the presence of the University of Florida in Alachua County. 
And in so doing, the University of Florida doesn't have to pay property taxes. And the University of Florida counters by saying, we make it up to you by all the economic impact we spend in your county. The politics of that is that the county, therefore, forever thereafter, tends to be a one-party town. Which is basically what we have. Jacksonville, for example, probably too small for protein. Particularly if they don't keep winning. And there's the infamous move made by, in the middle of night, by 18 wheelers in Baltimore. When the owner of the Baltimore Colts packed up everything and just moved the team to Indianapolis. That was a huge story then. It's huge. They want the sacrosanct relationships. So that's pretty much where we are with this Super Bowl, 58, which is unlike any of the ones we've had before. I mean, in many ways it's like it, but in a lot of ways it's not. Who will win it? As long as Mahomes is in the game, I think he tips the scales in the favor of the team he's playing for. He is the X factor in the game. His mobility, his talent, tips it a little bit his way. Just enough to make a close game a Kansas City Chief game. We're right back on the Orchard Files. We're going to do the weather. We'll be right back. Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, 
and style cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All these poop. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Ward's Weather Report. Brought to you by Lewis Oil, Chevron, Fossil Fuel Stations. 38 degrees I'm looking at on my computer outside the manly Warthog Mackey. I can't believe it. I thought this was God's country. Going up to 67 sometime today. Wow. The real field. I kind of like that. Right now it's a weather term. The real field is 45 degrees. The real temperature is 38. I don't know for whom it's a real feel. Maybe ask some of those women that have bumped into Trump in department stores. Um, the real feel for later today will be 70. Even on the measure 67. And the real feel tonight will be 41, even though it will measure 42. Funny. Really funny. But I got a sick, sen- uh, a sick sense of humor. I got a story, though, about the weather. I don't think it's got anything to do with global warming. I look for things that make sense. This one is in something called Apple News. And it says that the sun's poles are about to flip. This will be bad news for communication satellites. But we know about that. Every 11 or so years, the sun undergoes an epic transformation. Its magnetic poles reverse. Now, the north, the uh, Earth's poles, they flip. I didn't know that. They flip every, on the order of hundreds of thousands of years. Golly, me. Hundreds of thousands of years. The magnetic poles, 
They can't mean the geographic poles. Magnetic poles flip. The sun's poles last flipped in 2013. So leading up to this pole reversal is going to be an increasing magnetic activity. And you may see some extravagant fireworks. I don't know how you're going to see them. I don't stand there and stare at the sun. They're called coronal mass ejections or solar storms. The big thing as scientists' interest is not the exterior of the sun, but the interior of the sun. That they can speculate on. It has enormous sun basically an enormous nuclear power magnet. And at its core, the sun fuses together hydrogen atoms that forms helium, and that releases a massive amount of energy in the process. This core superheats gas into plasma. And that plasma is what scientists think moves around the interior of the sun similar to the way water in our ocean moves in great convecting currents, with the warmer water rising and the cooler water sinking, which is the way eventually you create jet streams. And I went through this. I couldn't see any evidence I'm not going to go through it all. Too long and too dense. Of this story being influenced by fossil fuel. Yet this is the biggest influence one can argue going on over our weather. Old reversing, solar flares, You name it. Never get brought up by the little girls screaming at the intersections of city streets. Well, well, well. <clears throat> We've got a story here that I'm going to get into with you for a little while has to do with a whole bunch of things that Ted Yellow and I talked about yesterday. The border security. Crime prevention. Justice Department. Racism.
There'll be some more come to mind. Canine dogs. We're going to run this probably a couple of times. You may have seen it already on some other programs, but it's worth us talking about here on the board, Scott Files, because we've been involved with this discussion locally quite a bit. You know, I've heard stories about how bad this sheriff is and how good that one was. Hey, if you're the sheriff, the county commission doesn't like you, period. Robert Carl Marx Hutch Hutchison, the communist commissioner, chastised, publicly chastised, the sheriff, Sadie Darnell, for arresting people who were smoking pot. He wanted her to ignore it. He's not a sworn officer of law. But actually, let's run this. This you may have seen, but we'll take a look. And we'll take a look at it again. Five suspects in this brutal attack on NYPD officers have been released without bail, arrested and released. The attack happened near a migrant shelter in Times Square. Fox 5's Lisette Nunez is there. And Lisette, it took a few days for this video to surface, but it is unbelievable. Yeah, it's definitely tough to watch. It's horrific, and police did put that video out. And shortly after putting that video out, as well as pictures of the suspects, well, they were able to make additional arrests. Let's go ahead and take a look at that video. So this happened around 8.30 in the evening on Saturday. According to police officers, they were trying to break up a group that was acting disorderly near Times Square. Police tried to take one person into custody, and that's when things took a turn, and the group began attacking the officers. The group is seen kicking and punching the two officers at the scene. Police initially arrested four people and then a fifth person on Monday. They faced charges including assault on a police officer, gang assault and disorderly conduct. According to the New York Post, those who were arrested and charged are migrants who were then released without bail. As far as the officers who were attacked, they did have minor injuries. They were treated at the scene, but they are expected to be okay. I also got off the phone with police this morning they tell me one of the individuals who was arrested, he's being identified as 24-year-old Jorman Reverend, who is facing robbery charges from a few other incidents that happened the last two months. That's the latest here in Times Square. We'll send things back inside. Okay, thanks so much, Liz. All right, we'll probably run that again in a moment. Uh, that occurred in New York uh, yesterday or the day before. Maybe the day before, I think they had it kind of keeping it out of sight as long as they could. Um, and you heard the narrative. Nobody there is legally in the, state, in the city, legally in the state, legally in the country. And I was impressed by how pretty well dressed they are. And uh, nevertheless, totally disrespectful of any kind of authority. And people wonder. The New York Post, for example, you could read these articles any number of times. The New York police cops have been leaving before this ever happened. 
so writes the Post, an alarming rate, 2,500 left the New York Police Department in 2023. That's the data that the Post has got printed. It's probably higher because they didn't get all the data before the year was over. They think the exodus is going to get worse. So bad the city has canceled the next five police academy classes. This was once upon a time uh, uh, the nation's largest police force. It's now the smallest. It's been in decades. There's a total of 2,516 NYPD cops have left so far this year. And that's the fourth highest number in the past decade. And 43% more than the 1,750 that left in 2018. So, a lot of them are quitting before the 20 years. This is what's so interesting. Required to receive their full pensions. That skyrocketed from 509 in 2020 to 1,040 so far in 2023. That's a 104% increase. So consequently, and this story doesn't address this fact, we're seeing the cops who remain on the job work overtime. And that workload is a leading factor driving people away from the job. All the staffing reductions. I don't know if you ever watched the NYPD much, but when you go to the U.S. Open, um, they're all over the place. And you get to watch them a little bit. I won't say this is true of all of them, of course, but they're junk food eaters. You know, they're eating on the run. They're in horrible traffic. They are... <clears throat> moving through a city that is congested. They're standing around a lot only to be suddenly pressed into service so they go from stressful to stressful. But if they stick out 20 years and collect their full pension, which is about 50% of their annual salary, He said the work the work over load now in New York is already crushing the cops, and the city is going to feel the effects of this for a long time. Now, put on top of this, put on top of this, the border, and New York is a sanctuary city. Oh, it's a sanctuary for who? Not for the cops. There's a multi-billion dollar migrant crisis. 
in New York. People are watching the blacks because they're starting to realize the migrants are getting away with things we can't. Living in places that won't let us live. Giving them things we can't be given. Now, as is true in many, many places, the cops are afraid to make arrests. Particularly in the Big Apple where we're seeing this, the anti-cop climate. Well, clearly, these kids know the anti-cop climate. Calls to defund the police, anti-cop hostility, bail reform, rising crime. Here in Alonzo County, the talking heads have planned yet another talk to talk about all this. Hold on, if I'm, I got this right, we have met the enemy, and the enemy is us. When the talking heads get together in an Alachua County public room somewhere and talk with the Alachua County and the city public officials, they will be looking at the problem. But those officials won't see it that way, I promise you. Free phone calls in the jail is what their big concern is? Are you, are you, are you serious? You cannot be serious. Free phone calls in the jug? If you read the Tallahassee Democrat, yeah, we read a little bit of everything here. They have, like we do, I don't know, we got one right now, but it goes in and out. Citizen oversight boards that review controversial actions by local cops. Right now, there's legislation advancing in the State House and the Senate that would ban the 21 Florida cities that now have oversight boards that review what cops do. And the division is pretty clear. 
enforcement organizations are in favor of doing away with the boards, and civil liberties and minority groups and advocates for ex-offenders insist they should continue. This is SB 576. A Democrat senator, state senator, named Bobby Powell from West Palm Beach, says that the problem with the citizen review boards is that there should be standards about it serves on them. If you just get rid of them, it's a power grab by the state covering up for the cops. There you have it. We'll see where DeSantis goes with this. DeSantis just got, did he not, a huge victory over Disney when the judge tossed it out. That is a big victory. SB 576 is a bill sponsored by Ignoglia. We'll see how it goes. I don't think anything can help law and order right now as long as we have an open border. I really don't. Those are one thing that surprise you. Crash, crash data. Associated Press story. Heavy guardrails. You've seen them. Heavy guardrails on the road. Guess what they can't stop? Guess what they can't stop? Electric vehicles. Electric vehicles typically weigh 20 to 50% more than gas-powered vehicles thanks to the batteries. Batteries. The batteries alone weigh almost as much as the small gas-powered car. And they have lower centers of gravity. So guess what? They plow right through barriers typically made of steel. Nebraska's Midwest roadside safety facility watched as an electric-powered pickup truck hurtled toward a guardrail installed on the facility's testing ground. And this was a 4-ton, 3.6-ton truck went through the metal guardrail and hardly slowed down 
until it hit a concrete barrier yards away on the other side. We know this. Have you ever picked up one battery out of the vehicle you got a battery in? Let's say you got a golf cart. You ever pick that battery up? You ever pick that battery up out of your under your hood of your truck? <clears throat> or your car? You got a little strength to do that. That's just one. It takes more than one to run these things, you know. It's heavy. Got a great guest lined up for tomorrow. We're going to talk about something that I doubt you've ever heard about before. But it'll be news to you. It'll be important news to you. And we hope you enjoy it. Uh, thank you for listening for the, to the Word Scott Files. And uh, thanks to all our sponsors. Have a great day. Warhol Command Center out.